0: If you're an Amazon Prime member, remember that you do have a free subscription to Twitch every month that can be used for this. And for those of you who are already subscribers, thank you again for your generosity. You may have heard the whispers of guardians gathering in the shadows, exploring the mysteries of this world and the worlds which surround us. We are all in search of truth. Sometimes, We need to focus that search. Focus that fire. And so we come together. Join us. Join the discussion. Welcome to Focused Fire Chat. Welcome to Focus Fire Chat, recorded live on September 20th, 2019 over on twitch.tv slash Focus Fire Chat. As always, I want to give a big shout out to our live chat here with us tonight. Thank you so much for joining us once again. This week's episodes are going to be focused around exploring various crucible stories. This particular episode will serve as what we have come to call the intro session of the week's exploration. But before we go any further, however, let's run through a quick introduction of who we have on with us on the show. As always, this is your host, Blue Crew 86
1: and this is the co-host, the aerial Shotgun Queen herself, Green-Eyed Music Lover. You've never had the pleasure of seeing my aerial Shotgun, have you, Blue? No. We shouldn't change that. We should do some Crucible together on Xbox. Mm. Mm. That
0: would require me to have free time. I don't think I've played a video game in, like, two weeks now.
1: Oh, gosh. I'm sorry. Eh. It's just, eh. Eh.
0: No, 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 that's not true. I got my Truth to Power entry. So I played for, like, the 20 minutes Five that minutes. it took to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. Um, but uh, And last, but definitely not least, in the hot seat as guest co host we have our good friend Lux Regalia. Lux, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing good. How about yourself?
0: I'm doing pretty well, pretty well. So I have a us- the usual introductory question questions for you. Uh, where <clears throat> can we find you on the internet?
2: You can find me everywhere on Twitch, uh, Twitter... And YouTube at LuckDragalia.
1: Yee!
0: And perfect. Well, and don't worry, as always, don't worry about trying to memorize all of it. I will be sure to get the links um, posted over in our show notes on com when the Deep Dive or the Advanced Session comes out later this week. Uh, I know Green usually has a few crazy questions that she likes to ask, so I'm going to hand it over to her for that interrogation conversation. It's
1: totally going to be an interrogation. Okay, cause... this one
0: is going to be an interrogation. It... Okay.
1: Yes. I am doing this one as an interrogation because Lux is my clan leader who has put me through plenty of pain with the shotgun himself. She's, so this is She's like she's like it's my turn now. I he, I learned how to <laughs> shotgun from this man. So because I got really tired of him using it against me, so I had to learn how to use it myself.
2: But by example.
1: Yeah. Very painful. I'm still not going to do the warlock thing. Anyway. What is your favorite lore story from Destiny Lux?
2: My favorite lore story would happen to be uh, Luna's Howl and its whole quest line.
1: Hmm. I knew I I knew this one just because we've talked so much outside of thing, but this one I don't know. What actually got you into exploring the lore in the game?
2: Oh boy. Well, I would say more of the um, the curse of well. Yeah, not Chris of Osiris, but uh Trials of Osiris and reading the uh lore entries on the on the guns got me really intrigued and I started diving deeper into the lore.
1: Nice. What about it? Like drove you drove you further.
2: Just like the mystery of the whole thing, everything was extremely open ended. I found that somewhat frustrating.
1: With but... the nine and everything?
2: Yes. Yeah. And just like it's almost just mystical. Like going to the lighthouse, opening the chest, getting like some of the extra armor there and just talking about how there's a challenge waiting for us and how there is so much more past what we had been playing or what we had seen so far it just really, I don't know, tickles my senses, if you want to put it that way.
1: Yeah, definitely. So I kind of hinted at this before, but I'm going to switch up this question. Normally I ask, what class do you play? And I am I am well aware that you are very much so more Warlock than anything else. But what I'm going to ask you is, more: what is your favorite loadout to play in Crucible?
2: My favorite loadout? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, in Destiny 1, it was a pulse rifle, a shotgun, and a sword. And in Destiny 2, it is a hand cannon, a shotgun, and a sword.
1: And when he says sword, he means Black Talon, which is (laughs) not a sword. Just saying. It's not a sword. It's a heat-seeking rocket
0: disc launcher. It's...
1: It's almost as bad as the toaster. I am less mad if somebody can hit me with a black talon than I am with Jotun. Just saying. That's acceptable. Alright. I warned you about this. Okay. (laughs) This is going to be a slight inside joke for Hydra members. Lux, how do you eat your cupcakes?
2: How do I eat my cupcakes? Let's see here. Well... I like to lick the frosting off, and, uh, every once in a while, like, if it's got any kind of filling in there, I will rip it open, and I'll kind of just, like, stick my tongue in there and lick all the frosting out, if there's any in there.
1: All right, then. Answered like a true Hydra member. Anyway, Blue, take over. I don't, I don't, I need an You don't need to, you you don't even, you don't, you don't, you don't need to know. You don't need to know. I don't know if I. Do I need to edit this out? Like, what? You, you might need to edit a warning right there. <laughs> is or that just, even like, BG. <laughs> Black flag. I mean, it's...
2: it's. a cupcake. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> I am offended.
1: A... <laughs> so, uh, to tell the audience the inside joke, how you eat a cupcake in a Hydra is often taken very wrong. Because no matter how you describe it, it can be taken in a very dirty way. So it's just one of our fun little jokes to, to kind of poke at each other on how you eat a cupcake. Because you can say, "Hey, I rip the bottom off and put it on top and eat it like a sandwich." That's personally the way I do it. It still sounds <laughs> wrong, no matter uh, that's how you say. The it.
0: only way you eat a cupcake, like what, not
1: according what? to some people. Well, they're wrong. Well, you
2: have so people can have really strong hands to rip a cupcake in half. That's uh, just me.
1: Yeah,
0: I don't see what's wrong with this. It gets messy sometimes, but that's that's obviously don't you don't anyways. Um, phrasing
1: blue phrasing. Ah, yeah, yeah. I'm not the
0: one that's talking. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, Enough with it, the chatter. It. Enough with the chatter. I know everyone's looking diving forward and or looking forward to diving <laughs> into the discussion. Let's get the standard housekeeping notes out of the way, and then we'll get right into it. Last week, we discussed the darkness. If you're enjoying the show, be sure to rate. And if you don't mind, leave us a review on iTunes or comment on the episodes on Podbean or whichever podcasting app you use to enjoy podcasts. Reviews are extremely helpful as they not only let us know what we can do better for you, but also help to continue to expand the FFC family, allowing more and more perspectives to be heard. To those of you who have already taken the time to leave us a review, thank you. As many of you are aware, Focus Fire Chat is a community in which we offer the chance to dive into lore from within various titles and mediums with a special focus on the Destiny universe. Every Friday at about 10pm Central, the podcast team gets together to stream a summary of the chosen topic for that week. The hope for this is to help encourage dives into aspect of game lore within both our Discord server and within the other communities we share the digital world with. If you're a fan of lore in all its various forms, be sure to also check out thelorenetwork.com, a central hub for content that covers a wide variety of different titles and mediums. Our full show notes for each week's topic will be posted there, so for the additional information or guest details, be sure to check the site out. Next week's topic is going to be a look at fallen leadership. That being said, however, we still want to hear your thoughts about this week's topic. Be sure to weigh in over on Discord, and don't be shy in tagging any of the team in the conversation. We cannot wait to read what your thoughts are. With all that being said, let's get back to the show. Well, so I guess, you know, first, let's just kind of go through a bit of an explanation of what exactly. I know a couple people. Or saying, like, what's what's Crucible Stories? What's this? Um, it's it's kind of going to be a giant look at Hodgepodge. Lost Lores. It's going to yeah. be like Lost Lores, really. Um, <laughs> so just a heads up, we're probably not going to have a Lost lore segment in the advanced session. Um, but, like, so basically what we have is, like, if you look at all, especially the pinnacle weapons uh, in D2, I guess, um, if you look at the flavor text within them, uh, not just with the entry, but also the quest steps, you actually get a a really cool story. You have Luna's Howl, you have the Recluse, um, I think there's the story of Redrick's, uh, his rise to legend. Uh, you have the story <laughs> of Yosef's and Redrick's training, which is uh, kind of a combination of Luna's Hal and Redrick's. Uh, Claymore, mm-hmm. and then you have the Recluse, which is really an interesting, uh, really interesting. Actually, the lore entry is uh, talking about Shax and his introduction to Shure. Uh and then also the flavor text is actually from the quest, is an interesting little thing about Shax hearing the itty bitty spider, which I think is adorable. Um, but then you also have the stories of the Red Jacks from D1. Um and I know that there have been a couple people who wanted us to kind of mention some of the drifters uh tangents on like how the drifter acquires maps, because there's a bit of an interesting bit there as well. So that's really kind of like the idea of um the idea behind this particular episode. And I and you know, I think you guys were talking Lux Lux's primary interest is is Luna's Hal. Um which is a it's a really cool story. It's a uh, awesome if you also look at the quest process. It's a it's a very simplistic presentation of the stages of grief, um, and then you have also on the tail end of that you have the not forgotten uh, quest steps, which is basically once you've accepted the grief, it's the process of moving on, and you know becoming you know coming coming to terms with that grief and coming to terms with that loss and moving forward with it. Um, but I don't know, uh, as far as like an introductory thing, Green, Lux, do you guys have anything that you wanted to kind of summarize in particular within it? Or
1: I think since we're going to touch on kind of the stories in the advanced episode, like the individual stories, I think we should kind of touch in the introduction episode of where the crucible comes from and how Shaq set it up and kind of Shaq's history. Okay. Does that sound fair? Yeah, no, that's, I, I mean, mean, we can talk, let's it.
0: talk, let's talk about the Red Jacks too. Cause that's kind of going to yeah. be, that's going to be kind of, um, combined in the same topic, right?
1: Yeah, um, for sure. So Shax, the, a veteran of, I'm trying to remember, is it Twilight Gap? I'm yep. Twilight Gap. Yeah. Blanking on it. So he, he basically gets fed up with. The idea of people not being prepared. So he creates a, this crucible to train guardians so that so they're ready for the
0: next fight. To interject real quick, I don't, I yeah. would argue that Shax didn't create the crucible. I would well, say that Shax
1: continued.
0: Yeah, I would say that Shax kind of took over the crucible.
1: Well, wasn't he, it essentially a bunch of? Um, it
0: was basically underground fights, not
1: Iron Lords, but yeah, it's, it's like, like the it
0: wasn't very, it wasn't very organized. Guardians. Yeah, it wasn't very right. organized. It was kind of, it was kind of like gladiatorial games, is kind of the feeling I personally got from it. Well, I, I he don't
1: established know if, it as a, a, an actual event, though correct. it wasn't yeah. just he, underground.
0: Yeah, he actually. I I get the feeling that Shaxx is kind of the reason that we have established rules. Uh, establish yeah. like practices and establish and game like, types. Game types. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was just about to say there's like the the organization of game type. Yeah, uh, Uni is talking about that. He he's the one that kind of he got the approval of the consensus to kind of take it in his wing and be like, no, we're going to use this as a training ground, not just yes. a proving ground.
1: Yep. Which there are a lot of members of NPCs and whatnot that have been beast so to speak in Crucible. Um probably the two most infamous ones, one that is kind of a bad guy and one that's kind of a good guy good guy or good gal. Um you have Dredge and Yor as being kind of one of the bad guys that was a terror in Crucible. And then also Ikora is very well known in the Crucible with her shotgun. But as far as establishing it, do we remember why he established it or is it just that he just tried to organize it because i'm trying to remember exactly where that came from well so like the establishment
0: the, the like the estate like we don't really to be clear we don't know who like started it and chat's kind of talking mm-hmm. about it right now too uh dino is actually i, I kind of agree right with dino is crucible before shacks was more of like the 1v1 like you had a dispute and we see this in the web comic right with right. uh Saint Fourteen and Osiris. Uh, mm-hmm. they take This they is take how you
1: have a conversation
0: with a Titan. Yeah. You take the conversation outside the city and you pulverize each other because that's guardians. Like when you're when you're basically when you are th- technically immortal, death is not a death is just another way to talk. Um and so you see that that's that was kind of like the air quotes crucible prior to shacks i get the feeling mm-hmm. um whereas Shax kind of was like no look you guys don't know what you're doing there's no organization to the way that we're training our new guardians and the twilight gap situation i think i get the feeling kind of highlighted that especially for him uh because there was the there was the drama that was around twilight gap uh which we'll get into a little bit with Redricks and Joseph's or Joseph's training um that he actually explains what happened at Twilight Gap and why he did what he did uh and and that is where the the schism between Shaxx mm-hmm. and Saladin, Saladin. Uh, has come up uh Zavala is kind of I I think Zavala was in he the middle He used to be
1: the in the middle yeah
0: and but uh, Zavala is also a part of the consensus, which is where Shax got the approval to do the Crucible. Uh, so I think that's also where you kind of see Zavala kind of playing the compromise between both the Crucible and the Iron Banner. Uh, you have Saladin as more of the old school. This this is also the explanation of the Iron Banner, right? Saladin mm-hmm. is the more the old school. No, you're gonna you're gonna fight. Light fight. matters. Yeah, you're gonna yeah. actually fight. And Shax's You're a new, like, basically it's, you're a new guardian. You need to understand how to do this. And so they are literally going to put you through a crucible, which is an actual term. You know, we've had this conversation too, but you're like, it's a crucible. It's supposed to burn away the impurities. And that's actually... Like, that's a throwback to D1. Because I right. remember when you first started the game, there was actually a small quest... Or quest, air quotes. This was before quests actually were a thing. There was a mm-hmm. bounty, basically, that you got given that you were like, no, you have to go through the crucible. I think it was like five matches or something. You have to go mm-hmm. through the crucible to get some gear, I think, if I think if I remember that correctly. Um, right. And it was introduced I mean, really as... This is this is how you learn how to be a guardian on the field of combat, uh, and that's where the organization also kind of came in. And Shaxx was able to mitigate the threat of another Thalor, another or another uh, Dredgenor and Thalor scenario mm-hmm. because he dampens the light difference. So he's able, right. like somehow, they are able to limit the difference Put in powers. Put everyone on an even playing field. Right. Yeah.
2: yeah. So, I would argue it's the ghosts themselves that would like, uh, suppress the Guardians' powers at at that kind of combat right there. That would be I,
1: interesting I, yeah, if you had that can, actually can, explained that way. I could see that working. I
0: could see that being this situation. Um, and you kind of get that with... I mean, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that with Rhetorics, too, because that's right. the introduction of the competitiveness of... Uh, help me here is it glory or is it valor glory 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 is the light matters
1: yes okay it's comp
0: yeah yeah uh story is the explanation of where comp comes from like it's it it's shacks being like okay you guys have proven that you can walk now we're going to try to try to run a little bit um so
1: an interesting thing as far as like back in D1, going back through some of the old Crucible cards, the Crucible introduction card, mm-hmm. Shax is labeled as the Crucible Handler. Yes. And the Veteran of the Twilight Gap. So it's, he did not become the Crucible as we know him today, thanks to a few um, choice cards and choice uh, wording from the character lines, but uh, he was the Handler. So more like Chat was saying earlier, Fight Club.
0: Yeah, well and I mean I mean, given and that again, that's where I kinda like I said, I view the crucible prior to Shax's taking it in, in hand. Um, I view it as kind of an underground fight club. Mm-hmm. And then Shax kind of legitimized it and brought it into into the I, The golden age if you will that it is now where you know you see like you see bets going on you see gambling going it's i mean it's basically mma fighting you know it's like the the cage fights if you will of the of the last city the uh civilians will have favorite guardians that they watch the feeds for and they they're like no and then there's cheering there's there's uh politics involved significantly a lot uh, of betting well, not just the betting, betting, but the uh they will have sponsors. Mm-hmm. The the weapon foundries will sponsor different guardians and provide them Tex with equipment. Mechanica. Tex Mechanica, Mechanica, Dido, um, you know, all of these things, and they will they will even go as far as to, to buy matches. Like that's that's one of the things that Shax is also kind of he uses regex to and Titan other Titans to kind of stop is these buying of matches to make these weapon foundries, you know, their gear sells because the it's the NASCAR thing, right? You know, they slap a sticker on a Titan and, you know, if that Titan wins, then it's like, yeah, because he's got the, you know, the whatever... You know, I don't I don't even pay attention to gun names. So like whatever, you know, from Tex Mechanica and that gun will probably see an increase. I mean, it's, it's also Prospector politics. It, yeah, it's it's an increase in the the mm-hmm. economics as well, because they use it as a sale selling opportunity. Because right. remember, also, you have a giant city underneath all this stuff that's going on. And they've actually got a pretty, pretty robust behind the scenes explanation of what's happening here. Which is actually, remember. I was really quest, like
1: it. There was a quest line back in D1 for a Tex Mechanica weapon. Was it Chaperone? Yes, yeah. That you chaperone. get. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, you had to, you had to bribe your way into.
1: Yeah. 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 Your but ghost, you your ghost preach. was
0: not happy about that, but.
1: Oh man. I, I really disliked that mission. I think the reason I finished that mission was because of SRL. Yes. Sure, uh,
0: yeah, yeah, okay. No, that was, that was last word.
1: No, I had last word. It was. Oh no, no, was, it was you had to
0: wear last word while you were racing, right? Yep. Isn't that the one?
1: Yep, that yeah. was essentially what it was. You had to have a weapon equipped while racing, and if you won, it counted well, as a win in Crucible matches yep, towards whatever SRL, thing you were finishing.
0: Because SRL is a arm under the Crucible. Yep. Yep. Which is, I mean, that's another thing that we could talk about a little bit, too, is because, I mean, and chat's talking about it. I mean, it's not really a cheese. I mean, the SRL, Sparrow Racing League, is actually a legitimate arm of the Crucible. Shax, Shax is directly responsible for all the SRL maps. He, him and his Red Jacks are the ones who claim the maps and who are responsible for limiting the, the enemy NPC threat on those maps. Uh, which is actually called out in D1 by Amanda because she makes a comment about how he how he like will let some some enemies through from time to time.
1: Mm-hmm. Which is a good segue into the Redjacks and Shacks and how those guys work together to get more maps.
0: Oh, Dino has a mm-hmm. that's an interesting. I can see that Dino actually. Uh, sorry, chat is they're talking dino says he's had he has a bit of spin foil about the reason no warlords actually tried to take the last city was because it was actually officially Shax's territory.
1: I mean Shax is a former warlord.
0: Yeah, he I mean, he, he just didn't like the word warlord. That's why he's named Lord Shax.
2: Could also be because that's where most of the iron lords would have been stationed at. Especially at that uh, point in well, time since he was head of the van, uh vanguard at the time, right?
0: Who was? Who was? I'm sorry.
2: Saladin? Was uh, Saladin the head of Vanguard at the time?
0: Saladin was. I'm trying to remember the, the exact order. Like, Osiris was actually the commander uh, until he was basically exiled, and then it went to Zavala. Uh, so if Saladin. I'm trying to remember. I can't. I honestly yeah, can't Saladin remember.
2: Saladin was put in place before uh, Zavala took control. Right. So he was abandoned.
0: But I think Saladin it may not have left. been
2: an established vanguard yeah.
0: though
1: at that point though, was it?
0: I want to say he was I, he might have been the Titan mentor, but the 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 first there was commander. No
1: vanguard or consistent consistent. Well, the first
0: the first uh commander of the vanguard would be Osiris. So Zavala huh. is actually the second one. Because I want to say, Saint-14, though, was before Zavala. I don't think Saladin had the official title of the Vanguard. He was he was maybe a military advisor or a general during the Twilight Gap, which is where the, the drama between him and Shaxx... Yeah, Dino. Di- thanks, Dino. Yeah, Saint-14, because then Saint-14 went missing, which is why Zavala was put in place. Osiris was exiled, which is why Ikora was put in place. And, um, oh, was the, was, to, oh, okay. Okay. Thank you, Dino. Saint 14 was technically a, was technically the commander. He went missing. Commander got put to Osiris. Then he got exiled. So Zavala got elevated to commander, which kind of makes sense because he's also in charge of the military arm of the guardians in the city. Um, and then Ikora followed Osiris, and then the only one that has like a huge colored history is the hunters. And that's just simply because they can't keep the hunters nailed down long enough for them to stay in the in the tower, which is where the Vanguard dare comes from.
1: So uh, do we want to shift over to the Red Jacks and how Shax yeah, and the Red so, Jacks work together?
0: So uh yeah, just a really brief summary of regex Uh the two main regex that we'll probably end up talking about quite a bit are Dahlia and Arsite. Um it does seem that the Do- uh the regex tend to be the ninety nine forty units. Uh it is also noted that the average rejects, uh while <laughs> the explanation is while they try hard, they tend to survive only an average of three missions. Uh
1: they're so- like the I'm trying to make a bad Star Wars reference. Yeah. Roger, like Roger. The, Roger, 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 Roger. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh God. Yeah. Well, no, they, not
1: only those guys, but also oh, they're like, just they're like, they're the, the terrible trailer. aim of a, of the stormtroopers. Uh, don't get me Cause sorry. Cause have, it's just not stormtroopers don't actually have.
0: Terrible. No, actually the funny. So the, oh gosh, here's a tangent. Um, uh uh-huh. warning tangent on Star Wars. Uh, it's actually explained in the books of Star Wars that stormtroopers have really good aim. Uh, which leads to the theory that is a very prevalent theory that they have been actually ordered not to hit them. So because of Luke's relationship with Darth Vader, the only times that we see the stormtroopers is in with his, with like him and his group of people, which also includes Leia. Um, mm-hmm. They, yeah, I talk is saying this as well. They were constantly hurting uh, the rebel groups into traps So they actually, actually Stormtroopers in like, especially within the uh, expanded universe before with legends, I don't, I haven't seen this being clarified in the new uh, legends, but within uh, or the new expanded universe, but within expanded universe legends, they were actually called out as Stormtroopers are actually really good shots, Uh, but it was constantly referred to as, yeah, I want them alive. Uh, Is is a constant command to the stormtroopers from the higher ups. So,
1: I see. I see. But I will. I will
0: debate you on that. No. Um, End of tangent. So, anyways, the
1: the red jacks. The red jacks
0: are your Roger 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 droids. Which I'm. I'm sorry. I actually do see them. Like that is actually the frame that I see whenever I talk about red jacks. As so, I. I I mean, they're
1: pretty. I don't know they're not that similar to that frame no held, they're but-
0: they're not they're oh. they're uh they're gonna be your ninety nine forties uh which is if i remember they they're gonna look very similar to um the the uh, d two I'm trying to think we don't have bounty droids in d two which is why it's so hard <laughs> uh you have the
2: uh oh, the postmaster
0: postmaster thank you that was the word I was looking for uh the difference is that the postmaster is a 5530 I want to say I believe I can't remember the exact numerical distinction there uh the difference mainly is around the optics unit and the head shape uh is going to be the bait the major difference everything else is pretty similar to to the postmaster um but again the average red jack will tend to only survive an average of three missions uh, and we actually learn quite a bit of about the Red Jacks within various Ghost Fragments. So um, you have Ghost Fragments Twilight Gap, Ghost Fragments Asylum, uh, Sky Shock, and Last Exit, uh, as well as Sector 618. Those are going to be the big ones, and I'll have those linked in the show notes as well for everyone. Um, but you actually learn a bit more in D2 from the Ancient Apocalypse Plate. Uh, that's where we actually see a call-out that our site and Dahlia actually date back to the early last city years. Um, And then we see in sector 618 that, or hang on, let me make sure. Uh, Oh, sorry. Ghost fragment, twilight gap, a technician, which is one of the human civilians who are around the red jacks Um, ghost Fragment twilight gap. uh, One of the technician comments that our site has been around since they built the walls. Uh, And then if you look at Ghost Fragment Asylum, there is an indication that the Asylum maps was one of the earlier maps acquired, because the events that are detailed in that entry are actually one of the earlier conversations between Shaxx and Dahlia, because it's when Shaxx doesn't know who Dahlia is. That's actually their introduction to each other. Mm -hmm. Um, Going further, Dahlia is later referred to by the Crucible technicians as the Antiquity. Uh, she has she is called out as having more quote more fallen blades and bullets in her chassis than Shax's armor and or end quote. And then she has also so, remember, average red jack three missions. Dahlia at the time of this quote had been logged has logged more than 40 missions.
1: She's a BAMP.
0: Oh, no, she well, and it's it gets it gets better. When Shaxx then goes and pulls Arsight to assist with Quartermaster duties, it's also noted that they were surprised that he didn't pull Dahlia because Dahlia was actually a natural for modifying Founder gear and held record combat numbers. Um, it was also called out that Arsite and Dahlia have a large problem with their heuristic systems because they continually rewrite newer frames, uh, which makes it very difficult for them to data link with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, or d- data link with the network. And I want to kind of take a step back there and explain that piece. The data link that they establish allows for what's referred to as a data share between the redjack frames. And what this does is it actually creates a pseudo. It's, it's basically a pseudo hive mind between the frames that gives them the abilities to learn from the experiences of earlier models so they they actually are able to share in the experience of a model in an earlier unit or uh, the memories of an earlier unit and learn from the mistakes that were made in combat from that model Uh, and so basically what that does is establishing this basically enables progress to be made at exponential rates among the frames that feed share even in the face of the difficulties that are encountered when you start interfacing Dahlia, especially with the other frames, you also have a scannable in the tower, which is actually which actually refers exactly to this heuristic problem in the, the hangar bay in the tower in D2. if you scan one of the Fredjax frames uh, that's hanging over by the technicians in the, in the, the hangar, it mentions that all it can see is references to site and Dahlia. And then, yeah, Green, do you want to talk
1: about that a little bit? Uh, Lux, did you have something?
2: Uh, the whole data sharing kind of deal with me is uh, if you ever seen Guardians fight, and we know that we've, uh, in one of the lore cards it talks about Petra, how Guardians are crushed in there with Reckless abandon. Mm-hmm. Um, how they're able to share the data, I wonder if the reason why Red Jacks don't survive so long is because they're just record they're going off of uh, guardian data, so they'll attack and act like a guardian
0: I mean that might be, but i know <clears throat> I know that they also are recording their own data because um. They have there's a lot of ghost fragments that will start with a record of, you know, units blankety blank through blankety blank are lost. Uh Dahlia is referred to as Unit O seven. Our site is referred referred to as Unit Zero. Uh, which is again they're they're both of them are from the original squad, I believe. Um And so you see that, but I I know, I think it's the the Forge, one of the conversations about the Sunbreaker's Forge when they encounter the Cabal units.
1: So I have a few questions, some from both chat, but also just pointing out the Red Jacks thing. Red Jacks have a commissioned Sparrow specifically made for them, a scouting vehicle. It's the RJSV 9940. Which we got in Season of the Drifter, which is kind of cool to think that frames are using sparrows to get around some of these different maps. But the question I wanted to bring up as far as the Renjacks go, especially when it comes to like Dahlia and whatnot, is how much of the experience that she has is sparking more than just this robotic thing where she has more actual sentience. Like, is there, that's the whole robot mind question type right
0: and actually i have a a quick kind of side note there i have a short story that actually talks about that hive mind concept i i think i told you about this green it's called Mm -hmm. the geisha teresas it's by rob hartzell excellent read excellent read if you guys are looking for a short story that talks about like a, a a degree of digital hive mind um and I can I can put that link in. I'll put I'll will try to find a PDF copy, or I'll try to find a copy of a link for it, and put it in show notes. It's an excellent excellent short story, um, but it talks exactly about that, and it's actually talking about like the digitation of humans into AI, and the 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 consensus, the shared the shared consciousness. Um, I think. The idea of sentience within AI is is something that is a really interesting thing because you see the difference in treatment between The Last City and The Reef in the way that they treat their frames. Um, the uh, The Reef has a standard practice of wiping their frames very, very regularly to prevent them from building up what's referred to as latent memories or uh, personalities, basically. Um, the last city does not do that. So you have things like Sweeperbot with the whistle protocol. You have things like the, the, uh, the postmaster with its opinions of like different packages that it gets for the different classes, which are some of the, f- the funniest idol dialogues. um, and then like you had like in D1 you had the bounty board uh you had the bounty board row, uh, frames which they also were kind of an interesting thing you had the vanguard quartermaster uh within D1 which you know was that there was a fun side story there with uh it and cade uh he, cade was always trying to uh to bribe it to do different things and to smuggle different things um <clears throat> you know so I I think the the idea that a red jack could develop a, a a degree of sentience I mean that's a bigger I mean that's that's honestly a debate that's you know even before um yeah Dino in chat one of the sweeper bots had an existential crisis when they lost their broom you know so oh my was, god uh, this, that the was the lysander
1: uh, broom was it lost? Uh, Didn't it get stolen? It was
0: stolen. The guardian, a uh, guardian, was pulling a prank on it. Yeah, uh, right. And that, was, that was the fun thing about that was that was Jen Taylor's uh, voice lines. Um mm-hmm.
2: Uh,
0: so yeah, I mean, like you, you have different things like that, and I think that that also comes down to what, what do you? Def- I mean, and this is a bigger question than destiny, right? Is like, what do you view as a sentient? What do you view as individual consciousness? is it just the repository of memories is it is it the ability to think for yourself what does that mean like what is what does it mean when you say you can think for yourself
1: i mean it's pretty obvious that shaxs and i can't think of the name of the the frame that's right next to him most of the time that's helping him
0: that's i um, think that's our site that's our site our site yeah
1: i mean they're having full blown conversations and oh, yeah. planning together i mean our, site, I mean, our, our site's is... almost more strategic than shaxs's half the time
0: yeah, and I mean, yeah, I I would agree, and and the thing is, is like the the potential explanation there is 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 again, if our site is plugged into this this data link, this data share between all red jack frames, which makes sense that he would be same as Dalia, then it would make sense that our site has a a larger view. I mean, so you can also see this with the cabal, right? Uh, the mm-hmm. Cabal f- uh, phalanxes their shields or smart shields that combined into that are all jacked into the Cabal Battle Net, which gives the uh, commanders a general tactician's view of the entire battlefield at any given point. So they can zero in on a particular unit, they can zero in on particular squads, particular—you know—they can back out to see the entire field, you know, whatever. That is what our site is is providing two shacks at any given point and so you have a similar concept i mean it's again it's the 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 the, dare i say wet dream of ai battle units because you have a con you have a consistent feed of data that is allowing Mm -hmm. you to tell hey we need to back up blank here you need to send reinforcements here you need to back off from here you know This map needs to be, you know, this map needs to do this and this. Uh, That's why if you look at where Shaxx is standing today in D2, you know, and even on the banner that I put together, you know, from one of the base images. If you look at Shax and you turn around, that entire wall is a data feed of everything that's going on. And that's that's also part of what you're kind of mentioning with our site and with Dahlia as well, is they are kind of, you know, Shax is the handler of the crucible. while our site and Dahlia probably are arguably the handlers of the people who are the the custodial units, if you will, of those maps.
1: This, uh, something to just blow your mind, and this is not necessarily lore based, but this is just like contextually outside of lore, but also part of lore. Imagine the amount of planning it takes for Shaxx to schedule people all across the solar system and all these different map locations and commentate all of them. Wow. Well, I mean, I, know, I a, know it's video game, but it's like... Well,
0: you're also assuming that it's actually Shaxx commentating.
1: Oh, gosh. Shax just has these audio recordings that just automatically pop when certain things happen, and he's well, just sitting I mean, back just, and laughing just,
0: with popcorn. The thing Mm -hmm. is, is like, so, and I don't, I don't mean to like, like throw that into a full tangent, but you're uh, like, what I mean is, like, you're assuming that Shax is individually commentating on all this. We just talked about a data share between frames. If you're able to real time data frame that,
1: well, that's what I'm wondering. Like, is it just voice? I mean, it's still voice lines in the game as far as like automatically recorded things. Even the the infamous one where I made this for you, line that right. Lux let me hear because I he let me kill him over and over in a private match, but um.
0: Oh yeah, the I made, and and you know the thing also there that could be explained is like Shaxx might not be commentating on every match, but he might because he refers to our guardian as his favorite.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: you could also technically argue that it might just be that he is commenting on our matches
1: and that there are other shoutcasters. Yeah. yeah. Who's your favorite shoutcaster for the Yeah. For I'm pretty
2: like positive that Shax is watching my feed and my feed alone.
0: I mean, cuz like I I I mean, I know I might get some <laughs> hate. I might get some heat for this, but that's that's kind of what Halo 5 does. And they mm-hmm. actually went as far as like you can you can uh, there's a there's a rec pack that you can get that has different shoutcasters. So you can have Buck shoutcast. You can have you, th- you can you can unlock a uh, grunt to shoutcast
1: like there's I different want our site to shoutcast mine.
0: Well, but I mean, what I'm saying is like, I would not be I would not be opposed if Destiny did something like that where it's like, you know, That'd be get, super cool. Get like different shoutcasters. Because I mean it you're right, it is a shout casting. That is what this is. This mm-hmm. is the the You're the not football. getting a play
1: by play necessarily, but
0: right, right. But I mean, yeah, voice packs for Crucible, I would I could see that as being something.
1: That's that's my I question want, for people is shoutcast. like right? Who do you want to shout cast your matches? Wow, This is amazing. You won't, Arnold. I, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be sad if Petra shoutcasted for me. Just saying. Zer, Oh my god, Icehog. Zer, Zer would be funny. My will is not my own. Your grenades are terrible. I don't know why Zer sounded like Genji for a second there, but anyway, (laughs) we should move on. Actually, we're actually pretty at a pretty good time to start wrapping up this episode for the introduction episode for the history. So final final comments and thoughts on the history of Shax and Red Jacks and the Crucible in general before we move over to the advanced episode.
0: I'll let Lux take the lead on this one.
2: I don't have anything on the plate right now. Okay, Most cool. I want to talk about is more recent. Um, and and everything about most of the like major points in history are going to be covered in the weapons that we're going to be talking about. So,
0: yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Very I would, true. I would say that like the, the conversation about the red Jacks is, is a, is a really fascinating one, just simply not because of necessarily with the facts that are actually presented, but the, the implications that are there, like, you know, like what we're talking about with like the data share, um, you know, it starts. It starts really painting a picture that the tech that we see is only the the very tip of the actual tech that the last city has access to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and we kind of get that with like the three D the the three D printer for weapons. You know, the, glim, the glimmer the glimmering in and of itself is a is another deep dive into you know not just politics and economics, but also potential for tech. Um, but the frames have always been something that is kind of been in the background on the mm-hmm. entire game and you ha- <clears throat> you have a lot of different frames you have like the 9940s I want to say it's the 5530s I am so sorry if that's not the correct number but you have like different right. designations is it okay oh thank yes. god <laughs> like I'm going completely off memory but then you also like even in the beta of D1 there was a there was a mention of like a militia unit that we didn't really I don't think we've ever actually seen in game you kind of see it with the Red Jacks, like that's kind of what the regex are, but there's actually supposed to supposedly be like a city policing unit, you know, and, and there's right. like, and there's all this different stuff. You have like the, the big, uh, I refer to them as the mantises, uh, cause it's what it looks like from halo, but you have like the, the concept art of the city in snow where it's like an ATST, Uh, thing you know and it's like there's all these like really cool things that you know again we don't even see because that's not part of what we experience within destiny but like the implications of what the frames present i think is also really fascinating as far as like the development of the city in that regard too
1: there's implications as far as also map choices and how some of those areas are taken as well i mean Back in D1, we had locations within the dreadnought itself, the dungeon. Um, I'm blanking on the other ones, but the one that actually has me most confused and also interested in how Shaxx managed this or the Red Jacks managed this is the one that's the one in D2, Citadel. How they got permission from Mara and Petra to use that. There's no conversation or anything about that one. Mm.
0: Yeah, because even like. In D one, they explained the dreadnought. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. I never even because mm-hmm. there's a there's a couple maps on the Dreaming City, right? Wasn't there a Citadel new one that just got one. introduced?
1: Citadel. Citadel. Oh no, I'm thinking one. Gambit. I'm thinking th- Gambit Gambit has a few maps too. Well, one map. It's I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. But... Yeah,
0: it's it's the uh, yeah I know because I actually hit yeah. it the other day. I was like, I was like, <clears throat> what is this nonsense?
1: I like that map.
0: Oh no, I just wasn't <laughs> prepared for it. Wasn't it a, was that an exclusive map? Was that why I haven't recognized it on Xbox? I,
1: I don't know. Was no, it a premium had, had, had it the whole to
2: time. roll on uh, Gambit? <clears throat> no, okay. Gambit Prime. Oh,
0: okay, mm-hmm. it was a Gambit Prime. Yeah, that probably explain it. too. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, okay, cool. You guys got any shout-outs for the intro session? Uh
1: shout out to hydra and lux and shout out to and i had one earlier and i should have wrote it down and i didn't and i'm blanking on it somebody else go and it'll come up and i will interrupt you but somebody else
2: oh i didn't even know we were doing shout out so um same as green shout out to the hydra fam and uh all the great people that are in there Mm -hmm. and uh I would only really say, like, shout out to you guys, because whenever I get the chance, if anyone ever wants to talk about lore, I try to put them your ways, because you guys are so great, and your community is really cool. Well,
1: appreciate you talk lore just as well as the rest of us, Lux. <laughs> <laughs> you really do. Lux and I have had some really, both really in-depth and deep conversations, but also some really, like, Blue, you will understand this, we've had some anti conversations, like, mm-hmm. What happens if you pee on Vex Radioloria? It's a
0: totally legit question that I'm still I... waiting for an official answer to.
2: You would think it's... that that uh, the the organisms, for lack of a better term. Would crawl up the stream and infect your body. Oh right? God, please
0: okay. no! So,
2: please so, no!
0: Oh, oh my gosh, this conversation is so funny because that's exactly what that's someone what in our Anna chat said. That's what Anna uh, said. That I did thought. Anna say that one? I can't remember. Yes,
1: because that was, was when you and I did a a, a let's play. We were on. We were doing the strike where you have the she, simulation. She's, just,
0: she's completely mm-hmm. unimpressed by the facts. I'm just gonna put it that way.
1: <laughs> I am so, and we were, it was an infinite forest strike <laughs> too, because we're it's where we kill the cabal at the end of it. The the Shot. one that comes down out of the ceiling and punches the. Oh yeah, that's right. That's that minotaur?
0: Minotaur. I just remember. I remember yeah. her. Her like her entire thing was like just run up the hill. They're liquid. They can't chase like you.
1: Salmon. <laughs> like salmon. Oh I'm like. I'm like. God. No, that's not.
2: <laughs>
1: that was an amazing night. We need to get Anna on board to ask questions. Oh my gosh. Um. Yeah, we've yeah, had lots of deep conversations and lots of weird conversations she's like also that. The
0: one that's convinced that Zer lives in his mom's basement. <laughs>
1: Who's
0: no. mom? No, mom. I'm an agent of the nine. You're a trash collector. No, I'm an agent of the mo- of the nine. Who's that? I cannot that? tell
1: you.
2: I can't. Tell I cannot tell you. you. I mean, didn't Zer uh technically put down uh Skolos by himself after he attacked him the first time when he let him out of the uh
0: uh yeah he kind well he didn't like put him to, like he couldn't really get him is the thing like is like, I think he tried to strangle Zur or something, I mean, like he tried to pick him up or something, and is just like have fun, like it, My will is not my own. It's like he's not gonna do anything. Uh,
2: it makes just, me wonder if uh, Zur hadn't gotten his spine broken how tall he would be. If he was you know, massive or not.
1: That's an interesting thought.
0: Don't piss off the tiny people with big hammers.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. As long as they nerf the Striker Titan, I don't care what they do at this point. I will tease the snot out of them.
2: (laughs) Ditto.
1: Did you guys.
0: So, just my final question for this one. Did you see mm -hmm. the Titans in the trash can?
2: Oh, God, yes. That little. (laughs) Oh, man. Titans
1: in the trash can? I have not seen that. Oh, my gosh.
2: Going around. It's... These two little kids that they're just like sitting there and they're letting their sibling just like open a trash can that has a footstool on it and it smacks them in the face. And oh, they're like, You're doing this. So somebody drew some artwork of a titan and a titan with the one-eyed mask, like smacking their head with this thing. It's freaking
1: amazing! Oh god,
2: <laughs> it's so great! I'm gonna have to
1: find it for you. I'll send it your way. I've seen the I've seen the video of the kids doing that. Like why children, why boys die or why men die sooner than women? I think okay. is what the title of it is. It's probably true because I saw it on Reddit the other day. It's just I didn't realize somebody had changed it to yeah, have a titan. They did,
0: they did a oh, little no. like web comic. It was two, two Titans, one with the one. I can't remember what the other one had. but <laughs> I was like, I'm oh like, my oh gosh. my gosh, yes.
1: <laughs> titans are the new thanatonauts, except for they're not doing it for any sort of scientific research. It's just for fun. Anyway, we should close up the episode. Yes. All right. So,
0: bye. With that, we'll begin to wrap the chat up. Thank you again to those over on Twitch for coming to spend your evening with us. If you'd like to join us for the live streaming of the episodes, please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash Chat. Links to all our episode archives can also be found at www.focusfirechat.com. Please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any comments or questions for our team concerning the podcast, and let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback and a rating over on iTunes as well. Also be sure to check out all the amazing work being featured over on the lorenetwork.com. So until next time, focus your fire and may your light shine bright.